guys, welcome to the first episode of my podcast. Um, my name is Sifai Sanusi and I am starting this podcast because I love thinking about things, I love critically analyzing things, literally everything, important things, related to issues that I absolutely love and all of that. And I hope you guys can, you know, think about these things with me, analyze these things with me and hopefully learn things um so today i want to talk about something that i find very very interesting and i've been thinking about for a very long time and that is privilege um so i'm going to be using the example of kid wire so we all know kid wire right um big brother ninja kid wire um erica's <laughs> i don't know Erica's person, um, yeah, I think we all were out of Kidwaya at one point or the other, and he's, you know, obviously a, the son of a rich man, of a billionaire, blah, 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 and we all knew that when people that was, you know, and we all knew he was the son of a billionaire, he was rich, he had money, and then Kidwaya comes out, right, and starts yearning aspiring to inspire things and i personally was a bit taken aback because it was like uh kid you are a billionaire's child <laughs> why are you talking about aspiring to prosper with the rest of us <laughs> that makes no sense you know and that's a that's kind of an extreme you know example because it's clear-cut wrong you know it's, cl- it's clearly the child of a billionaire and is clearly, you know, ignoring his privilege. But today I want to talk about something or some parts of privilege that are not that clear cut, that are not that, you know, obvious. And I'm going to be using Twitter as a reference because <laughs> I'm sorry, that's all I know. <laughs> My whole life is on Twitter, so like that's going to be using as a reference. So, um, I saw this tweet once where someone was like, hmm, I'm going to try to remember the exact tweet. But the person said something basically about how people, um, what's the word, appropriate poverty. And I found that tweet very, very interesting because it was, hmm, it made me think. And I think it actually, that's actually a thing. And that's actually a thing that happens. You know, you see people that are obviously that obviously have money, that obviously have privilege, um, sitting, oh, um, I'm so broke, I'm so poor, I'm so this, I'm so and it's like um what part what part of poverty is actually interesting? Like what what is appealing? Why is poverty aesthetics a thing? Like why is that something that you are trying to aspire to like why is that that makes no sense and it has it's it's i feel like it is that's gotten to a point where it's like hmm okay so i just right i i don't be at it to say and then at it and it was basically that you know people tweet cosplay poverty on the twitter and then go back to their life of privilege like you come on the tail and you tweet you know 
I'm broke, I don't have money, I'm this and that. And then you go back to your real life and your real life of privilege and and I feel like I kind of see it as, you know, best of both worlds, right? You are able to, you know, connect people and connect with um, everybody that that is poor and broke. Most of Nigerians are broke, and, you know, so obviously most of the people are against me, broke. But you can come on detail and, you know, connect with them, talk about your broke, your brokenness, your poverty, and then go out and enjoy that privileged life that you already have. And I find it very, very interesting. And I really do, now that I'm thinking about it, I really do see why you would want that, or you would want to enjoy both of the both of both worlds. But I feel like it kind of neglects the reality and kind of downplays the experiences of Nigerians, of most Nigerians. Another thing I find very, very interesting is how, you know, Remember during that incest time when people were now like, oh, this person's child, this person is a child of a senator, this person is a child of a legislator. And I was like, so all of you are on Twitter and all of you are telling us um, this government is a disaster, this government is this. Meanwhile, your father is a governor, your father is a senator, you know how to reach those people. And they're not. It's just, and I find it's very, very interesting because. It kind of, it kind of, um, cements the fact for me that a lot of, I won't say activism, but a lot of wokeness, quote unquote wokeness, is performative, and I think that stems from the fact that, like. I said, I feel like to be honest, I feel like it still comes from wanting to cosplay, you know, poverty and poverty aesthetics because it still extends to wanting to cosplay that workness aesthetic. Like, oh, I'm so work, I know what capitalism is, I know that capitalism is from the devil, um, you know, socialism is where it's all at. Um, I am work, okay, I'm work, and it's like, okay, but like, the beginning of wokeness, quote unquote wokeness, is acknowledging that you have a leg ahead of other people, that you have a, your paths are not going to be the same, your, um, life is not going to be the same because you come from a place of privilege so you know saying and tweeting that like as if that's not true it downplays people that are actually in that situation that are actually living their life it downplays on their lived experiences my friend and i were talking about something and I think it was even on the tail. I think this actually happened on the tail. And, you know, she was like, um, she was, she said something like how, you know, people say, oh, I don't have money. And I was th- telling her that, I actually don't say that. Like, I actually don't say I don't have money. 
if I know that I have money or if I know that um, that's not true because it's it's become something it becomes something that is it's what has down you know the experiences of people that actually don't have money and I find it very interesting that you claim to know things you claim to be work and you still don't see how that is an issue because for me it is a very very big issue and it's a very very big thing that we just like let's go we don't really talk about and like that's i don't think that should be that shouldn't be that is not right that is not you know that is not a thing right and then i'm going to extend it a little bit and extend it to you know the feminist community of which i'm a part of <laughs> so yeah um i think it appears there in the form of you know all this i've been talking about financial privilege right but i think there it appears in the form of um cis ethereal privilege i don't know if that's the thing i just made that up i think i just made that up um and it is it is wild because like I, I saw a tweet today where the person was saying that um cis people or cis women, cis feminists, you know, say that they are feminists and they broadcast that they are feminists, but at the end of the day, they still center men and to an extent it's because it's because they have the particular privilege of not being queer or not being you know trans. And it is very, very weird because you would think this would be people that know what it is like to be oppressed, that know how oppression tastes, you know, that know how basically, you know, the experience and all of that. But it kind of brings, it brings, brings to mind the fact that privilege to an extent can be blinding. I don't know if the word is blinding. But basically, it can be something that you see in other people and you don't see in yourself. Like, you don't see how you know, you can you are actually privileged in that particular area. All you're saying is, oh, he's a man. He has privilege. He's blah, blah, blah. Is this, is that. And you don't see or question how you yourself have privilege and are uh, and it isn't that privilege, you know, gatekeep spaces. And I think I find that very, very interesting because, like I said earlier, this is a position that you know that you've been in, and somehow conveniently you don't you don't understand or you don't see it that way. <sighs> Basically, it just makes concept of allyship a bit sketchy for me because it's like how can you be an ally when you are refusing to acknowledge these things you are refusing to see these things even when it's like really really obvious and it's right in front of your face and you're just turning a blind eye or something something I find very interesting and very funny is when people tweet something like um you know all these tweets where they'll be like 
um I'll, I'll say men are trash on the tail meanwhile outside the tail i'm kissing my man or i'm with my man or i'm cooking for my man or there's this other thing too um is that something along that lines and it's like uh, we get it okay we understand you still that's just entering men that's fine we understand just you know keep that to yourself and i actually think it extends to this sentence that feminists say where they say my feminism is for women and women only first of all that sentence is very very sketchy i find that very very sketchy and i know people say it because they think that you know they are most people share let's say most i don't know i actually don't know the intentions i don't know why people say it but i find it very very sketchy and i find it sketchy because personally i don't think my feminism is for women because I think my feminism is for all marginalized group I think my feminism is for trans people it's for non-binary people it's for women it's for queer people because until we you know realize that there is an intersection of these things that these things intersect and these things align you know until you understand that Okay, so I was reading this book. <laughs> Sorry for that switch. But I was reading this book, right? I've forgotten the name of the book. I'll link it you know, down. And I was reading the book, and they were talking about how important it is for marginalized group to organize together, how important it is for queer people, for black people, for women for trans people to come together and organize because there is a kind of unity in knowing that every one of those people have been marginalized and have and have been oppressed and there is a unity that comes from that and for me that's how I see feminism as I see it as you know, merging all these identities, all these marginalized groups, and you know, looking for ways for liberty, looking for ways where we can all be free. And I don't see it as, you know, the Webster dictionary meaning of feminism. You know, men and women are equal and all of that. I don't. I really don't see it as that because I don't think that is what feminism is. I don't think what that is what my feminism is and my feminism is about and i think that until you know privileged women privileged basically privileged feminists you know come to realize that and by privileged feminists i mean cis heterosexual feminists come to realize that it is not this is an intersection this is not just about women your feminism isn't for women only i think until we all come together and acknowledge that and see that i don't really think we would go anywhere or would really you know progress and i think there's nothing to be said about invisibility on issues like this because um most of the people on my tail that i see the, most of the popular, like really, really popular feminists in Nigeria are cis, they're heterosexual. They are not going to be um, 
they're not going to be telling you about queer issues they're not going to tell you about trans issues and i think that kind of impacts you know the way nigeria views feminism because obviously it's going to be the most visible people that people will follow so i think there's something to be said about visibility in issues like this i think there's something to be said about uplifting the voices of queer trans women of you know non-binary people and all of that because until you know their voices are heard until our voices are heard we're just going to be listening to um cis heterosexual people tell us about how um you know their feminism is not about men how um girl boss um whatever and all of that so yeah um what was it? <laughs> I'm literally forgetting okay yeah I was thinking about privilege. Yeah so I think that's all I have to say on the topic. Um yeah acknowledge your privilege that's like literally the least you can do. Acknowledge it and then you know <laughs> redistribute your wealth please we need it we are broke and yeah that's all thank you so much for listening to this episode um I hope you come back again and listen to me rant and talk um and i'll see you in the next episode bye